From a grisly morgue to eerie trails and historic haunts, there's no shortage of spots in the region to get spooked for fun. And as WFPL Stephanie Wolf reports, the planning and creativity that goes into these places confirms their truly immersive art. Good evening. I am Dr. Vanderdark. Welcome to my workshop. Today we are guests of Dr. Vanderdark. He starts with a warning. Get off your phone and don't touch his monsters. Failure to comply with any of these rules will result in being embalmed alive. Actor Tiger Rogers is back for his fifth year with Baxter Avenue Morgue. He uses his traditional theater training to develop his character here. His take on the evil mortician? At a certain time, he got bored of preserving the dead and decided to preserve the living so that they can endure his abuse forever. What he loves about haunted housework is that the audience is an active participant. I basically push them until they make it clear that they're either about to chicken out or break down in genuine hysterics. Owner and sound designer Quentin Stevenson says every aspect of a haunt is art. Everything you see has been put there with a purpose. You know, somebody's painted it, somebody's found it, tracked it down for it all to end up in that scene, in this special place that people are only here two months out of the year. It's the coalescence of multiple art forms. Acting, costuming, makeup, scenic design, audio. Costume director Sarah Kinslow says it's 360, multi-sensory, immersive art. Art to me is very visceral. Like You can feel art, kind of like a large-scale installation that people get to walk through and experience. Lisa Morton writes books on Halloween. She traces haunted houses in the U.S. back to the 1930s, when trick-or-treating gained traction here. At that time, it was heavy on the tricks. There was widespread vandalism. To keep kids out of trouble, adults threw house parties with scary setups, often in their basements. Where they had, like, turned out the lights and had somebody stationed in a corner ready to jump out at the kids and maybe had some, like, phosphorescent paint on the walls. Community and Christian groups eventually started their own haunted houses to raise money. Then, two big things happened. In the late 60s, the Haunted Mansion ride opened at Disneyland. The technology was revolutionary. Decades later, the advancement of CGI in Hollywood pushed some special effects artists out. A lot of them found a really nice niche in the haunted attractions industries. Haunts got more elaborate and popular. This combination of fun and terror is like an endurance test. People can confront their fears in a safe environment. Tyler Prophet loves that about these attractions. He co-owns the haunted house review site, The Scare Factor. Prophet lives in southern Indiana and thinks the region's scene stands out, in part because of all the local lore, like the part man, part goat, part sheep, Pope Lick Monster. It does increase that level of immersion quite a bit. It, it makes you think twice, like, you know, yeah, it's just a legend, but like, wait, we might actually see the legend. The creative team at the Colbertson Mansion Haunt in New Albany strives to disorient with shifting floorboards and spinning lights. Director Hannah Palmer says they do a new story every year and overhaul the rooms entirely. For us, it's year-round. We work really hard to make the theme. We raise the money, and we love it. I mean, it's a labor of love, but... It's definitely, it's hard work. But it's all worth it to terrify the masses. I'm Stephanie Wolf, shaken in my boots in New Albany. Ah!